Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Telltellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and I guess the good news is you can start to thaw out in Central Virginia again. Yeah, finally. We're getting a little bit of uh, green on our trees, and it, it warmed up a ton. I mean, February was more warm than you know what March has been, but... Uh, it's been a pretty decent month of fishing, so I'm looking forward to a little bit more warmer weather, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's going to be almost in the 80s this weekend, and, you know, I guess if we kind of fast forward to the fishing, you know, the musky bite on the fly is done, and so we really are talking about trout fishing, and I don't want you to get in trouble, but we are going to talk about pre-spawn smallmouth. Yep. Well, that's this time of year. Yeah, so what are you seeing on the trout streams? Uh, Trout-wise... Pretty much everybody that's been going out has been catching them. Uh, if you go out early in the morning, especially on these evenings or nights where it gets cold, you're probably going to have a little bit more tough time in the morning. But uh, the bug activity is definitely there. Uh, we've seen some March Browns and Quill Gordons, that sort of stuff, all hatching off. So uh, if you do head out and you've got a couple of um, March Brown style flies, because uh, they've been eating dry flies pretty well, um, but there's still... I would say it's it's probably focused 70, 30, 70% on the nymph uh, and 30% on the dry. And that kind of fluctuates throughout the day. Um, but definitely a good time to get out, especially if you can get out on some of these weekends where, like this one in particular, where you've got these two Thursday and Friday that are heating up. Um, Saturday, you know, even though it's overcast, that water temperature should be a little bit more warm, which will have fish even more active. So um that that's been good i mean brook trout especially if you are a newer angler uh, this is a great time of the year to go and give them a shot because uh, you don't have to worry about some of the stuff that people worry about in uh you know early summer which is water gems and snakes and bugs and all that stuff um so basically if you are straight up a newbie and you want to go and try your hand at it this is uh one of the best times of the year in my opinion to go and give it a ring yeah, so, you know, I would think, you know, Purple Hazes, Parachute Adams, what do you like? Uh, both of those. <laughs> uh, there's some March Browns that I like, too, that are more of the traditional style tie. Um, and I like those just because I feel like sometimes you want a fly that has a little bit more mass to it uh, when the water is up a little bit, as it is right now. And so having a dry fly that's a little bit bigger uh, or has like the, the actual hackle on it, not necessarily a parachute style fly. Um, but when it lands, it just gives a little bit more oomph. And I think that does draw in some fish, especially in a uh, environment like a small stream where you've got raging water and, you know, water, it's loud, it's a loud environment. Um, and so having something that lands with a little bit more force is nice to draw attention when they are looking for these bigger bugs. Um, sometimes of the year when the water's low, it will spook them, but that is not this time of the year, thankfully. Um, and so, and even on some of the stock trout streams that guys have been fishing on, they've been using the same bugs, um, parachute atoms, elk hair caddis, uh, March browns, and still catching, you know, stalkers on that. So maybe they think it's a giant pellet or something plopping on their head, but you know, it's a fish on a dry fly. So. Yeah, for sure. And that you, when you're talking, it makes me think about fish and humpies as well. Yeah, that's a good one. A darker color too right now. Yeah. Um, and as things warm up, that's when we will start transferring over to a little bit more brighter colors. 
but still right now I trend towards patterns that are darker grays or that purple of uh, the purple haze. Uh, black can be a really good one. Um, and so just a little bit more generic before I go full fledged into the you know, bright yellows and oranges, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then of course, you know, we are, you know, particularly with this little cold snap, um, I would imagine that the, if the folks know where to look for the fish, they're probably having pretty good luck fishing for smallmouth. Yes. And that's everything. It's just knowing where to go. And then also understanding that pre-spawn smallmouth are very moody and that you're not going to go out and just wade fish and catch 50, you know, like what people will assume that as the weather warms, that it is, it'll just be like late summer where you can go, you know, wade downtown on the James and go catch, you know, 15, 20, 30 smallmouth. And that is not typically this time of the year. It's typically going to be a grind, but the fish you catch are all bigger fish. Um, so there, there have been people that have been doing that. Um, it's, mainly been a streamer or a uh, sinking line game. I know a couple people that have weighed fish in downtown Lynchburg as it has actually gotten weightable, um, but it's just been cold still. And so um, you're not going to have the same amount of action. And most of those fish are still going to be near those overwinter holes um, just because we did get a little cold snap and the bigger rivers did drop down in temperatures. So it was heating up quick. Um, but then you know, a couple of those nights where it's either freezing or right around freezing and that puts a damper on uh, their appetite and metabolism uh, pretty quickly. So it's one of those things where you've just got to put the time in. I mean, if you want to go and catch huge fish, this is a phenomenal time of the year to do it. Uh, But you've just got to really commit to it to make it happen. Yeah. And to kind of help put a finer point on it for folks, what we're really talking about is, you know, in the wintertime, we're talking about those deep, slow holes. And so, you know, the pre-spawn guys are going to kind of be moving just out from there. Right. And so that's the place to kind of go hunt. I mean, in the challenge, right, is on a, a river like the James, it's big. You really have to fish in a lot to know where those spots are. Yes. And the other thing is you pretty much to do it effectively and for an entire day, you pretty much have to have a boat. Um, and so that's the thing that can be, uh, a blocking point for a lot of people, especially in being in a college town. Um, you know, people come, they don't necessarily have a jet boat or a raft or anything to go and do that with. Um, and so, you know, if waiting is your only option, give it a go, but just know that it's, uh, the water that you are waiting in is going to be typically more uh, of an environment that those fish are going to be at in the summertime, which is, you know, knee to hip deep water. Um, and on the James where you've got holes that are over 20 foot deep, you know, that, that fish is going to be, like you said, closer to that deeper, slower moving water, um, for safety and also for, um, you know, it's, he can just sit there and kind of veg out and not have to fight any current and waste uh, energy. Yeah. It's interesting because thinking about downtown Lynchburg, I think most of that deep water is actually on the Amherst County side of the river. Yeah. And there's a couple spots that are deeper that like I've caught fish in, in the wintertime, but it's just kind of few and far between. And you've got to almost put it on their nose for them to really, or, and just hit the perfect day where the bite opens up. Um, which again, I mean, smallmouth are famous for that. You go and fish for three hours this time of the year and you don't get a bite. And then all of a sudden you get like two or three in, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. And then it just goes back to nothing. And so if that's a moon rise or if that's, 
a front coming in or, you know, whatever it is that triggers that response. Um, it's just mainly you can't catch them when you're on the couch. That's it. Uh, I'm quoting Dakota there. So I'm sure he'll listen to this and appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess too, I mean, is there any point in trying to maybe fish the mouth of Blackwater Creek downtown? You could for sure. I mean, any of those like smaller to medium sized rivers, you, if you want to wait for smallmouth, that is going to be the best option. Uh, the size may not be as big as what you're going to see on the James. Um, but like some of those more, I would call them like medium size rivers. Uh, obviously there's still smallmouth that are there. They don't all just disappear this time of year. Um, and those streams are more weightable. So if you're like, I can only wade and I have to go catch a smallmouth this weekend, then honestly, that's where I would put my attention towards is some of those rivers like the, um, the tie or the peddler or the piney on the lower side sections of them um, and throw mainly streamers or, you know, things that are going to get down deep. And oftentimes those waters coincide with, you know, delayed harvest sections of streams or, um, sometimes it's just a stock river, but you know, a lot of times the smallmouth are going to be lower down, um, just focusing on trying to find that a little bit warmer water. Um, and so that's where I would put my efforts if I were you. And it's tough because there's a lot of different rivers that are around here that you can go and try. It's just literally, you have to pick one and you just have to go and see what happens. And eventually you'll start to put some puzzle pieces together. Um, but like, even for myself, it's not something that I've done all the time i've done it but like on those medium-sized rivers and wade fishing in winter like a lot of times where i'll spend my time this time of the year is trout fishing uh or taking out the jet boat so it's it's just one of those things you know if you want to do it then just know that maybe it's a hidden gem that not a lot of other people go and do um and so you're probably not going to see other people like you would if you go to a stock trout stream um but the fishing may not be as phenomenal so yeah, it's it's definitely worth a shot, though. Yeah, which is kind of funny because we were talking before we started recording. We had a question from Brian, and we kind of have answered it. But the question really is kind of right now, and he wanted to know when was the best time of the spring uh, to fish for large smallmouth in the Shenandoah area. And I think, you know, really it's about, you know, go now until it starts getting really warm, right? Yeah, that's, that's honestly the biggest advice I could tell somebody is just – if you want to go, like if you want to catch a giant pre-spawn smallmouth, then you just have to go for them. You have to put it out of your head that you don't want to go catch trout, that you want to go catch a smallmouth, and then you have to just go and keep going because you don't necessarily know which day will be the trigger. Uh, you will know, you know, patterns. So again, like if the if the river temps heat up, that obviously is going to increase metabolism and eventually spike of uh, feeding maybe not frenzy, but just they'll have an increased interest in feeding. Um, and so like, if you see that pattern, just like brook trout, if it's like two or three days in a row where it's warmer weather, typically always that third day is going to be a pretty good option or any day thereafter. Um, but the things you're going to fight is wind, um, which is super annoying this time of the year, because you see three or four days in a row that are like, look really good but then you also have like 20 to 50 mile per hour gusts of wind um, which is just typical march and some you know even april uh, weather and so it's one of those things you know there's maybe a handful if not like three or four like perfect dates in early spring um, but a lot of times you've just got to go and grind it out 
and uh, you'll be rewarded. I mean, that that's the thing is, make no mistake. If it's if you're fishing the Shenandoah, if you're fishing the James, if you're fishing the New, I mean, if you put your time in, you're going to catch a big smallmouth. Uh, if you know what you're doing, I mean, if you have never smallmouth fished your entire life, and you're like, this is what I'm going to start on, I might steer you away from it and just say, why don't you go catch trout right now until you uh, you know, learn how to strip set or learn how to just straight up catch fish. Um, but you know, if you want to kind of evolve your game and kind of get beyond, uh, what you are capable of, then this is a great time of the year because it is a different style of fishing than our smallmouth fishing is in the summer, which is typically going to be like a top water or like intermediate line game. Uh, this time of the year, like I said, it is more streamer and kind of the bottom of the the river is what you're fishing for. So um, it's a lot more slow uh, in some ways. So of course, topwater fishing, a lot of times that's slow too. You just cast it out and let it sit there. But um, yeah, so it basically, if when's the best time? The best time is now. And uh, if you want to catch them, then you just got to go any day you're free until you start pegging stuff together. Yeah, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. Or you can DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some Articulate Fly swag. We're going to enter a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And, you know, Ethan, before I let you go, I know you've still got some classes left in your kind of educational series. And you want to let folks know hours and location and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So we've got a couple more Saturday classes coming up. Last week, we had a Fly Fishing 101 um, but this week we've got a, a trip out. We're taking a group to Escataba uh, and then all, April, not August, uh, April 8th, Wesley Hodges is coming in and doing a, uh, a spring smallmouth talk. So if that is a subject that you're interested in, then that is definitely a class to come to. Um, but I will warn you in that the past, like three classes we've done have sold out. Um, so if that's something you want to do, uh, go to our website, which is just tailtellersva.com, and click on the calendar link. There will be a list of the options that we have going on in the shop, and just click on it in RSVP, uh, and that's all you got to do. Um, so the cost for the class is $20, which just goes to the guide. Um, but it's been a good class. Uh, it's been a good class season, too. So we're kind of coming up on the end of that. We're going to stop doing those through the summertime. Um, and in the style that we're doing, we're going to do a couple of like on the water, on the river classes. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But, um, yep. So downtown Lynchburg, if you're around, make sure to stop by. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, this weekend's going to be awesome. You owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Ethan tight lines. Tight lines.